Welcome to Conversations Beyond the Veil. I'm your host, Sayo Nickerson. We hope that you will join Brandon, Victoria, and I as we aim to make sense of the past, age-old mysteries, and historical figures through mediumship, where we chat with beings or spirits on the other side who have a story to tell. If you are curious about history and our world and always wish that you could talk to someone from the past, then this podcast is probably going to be quite interesting for you. Prepare to be fascinated and intrigued. We certainly are. We never know where it's going to go, and we hope that you will come along for the ride. Welcome to episode three, which we're calling the Yonaguni Monument. We really hope you enjoy this one. It was, it was, and again, we're just trying out different things, and it was a another take instead of a particular person. It was a structure that is underwater, and we just wanted to get some more information, whatever that information might be. And again, it took us places we didn't really expect. It was super interesting. And I'll have Brandon tell you a little bit more about what the Yonaguni Monument actually is. So we talked a lot about the Yonaguni Monument during the interview, so I'm not going to divulge everything. However, uh, it is an, uh, Yonaguni is an island south of Okinawa, Japan. And what's interesting about Japan for Sayo and I, Sayo is half Japanese, and I took seven years of Japanese in high school and college and also lived there. So it's kind of dear to my heart. It's one of my favorite places in the world is Japan. And so anyway, Yonaguni Island, off the coast of it is this big kind of mountainous rock, and they call it Yonaguni Site. And it's underwater. Yeah, it was discovered. It was, yeah, good. <laughs> it's <laughs> off the coast in the water, in the ocean. And uh, it goes about 117 feet deep. And the top of it reaches about 20 feet below, below the surface of the ocean's water. And uh, what's really interesting is that it has right angles throughout it, as if they were cut. And there's tunnels in there, in, in that structure. And there's also almost like hallways that lead to steps or stairs. They've even found what people thought were plazas. In the past, there was a culture called Jomo in Yonaguni, and is one of the first pre-Columbian um, cultures that they considered advanced. So they thought perhaps by chance they built the structure that eventually got um, flooded during the last end of the last ice age. Well, and that's the mystery, right? Is yeah. that there's two camps, um, a smaller camp, but very vocal and, and uh, strong, I would say, camp, is that this, is, this thing's man-made. And then there's a bunch of other people that just say, no, it's just a natural geological formation that, yes, is quite interesting. But if you look at the rest of the coast or something, it matches that. So I think we kind of got some answers on that during this and podcast. So I hope that you stick around and listen to see what we found out. And so one more thing to add is it's almost like a step pyramid. Oh, and I was going to say that from my reading, I thought that maybe it was more of a geological and formation. I, of course, because I'm the weirdo, think it's man-made. So who wins this debate? We'll see. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Today, we are going to explore, well, we'll just see. We never really know what's going to come out, but we're, we talked about exploring. Why don't you give us the background? Yonaguchi is a, they don't know if it's 
a natural structure. Some geologists believe it's a natural structure formed by the water currents. And other people think it's both, it's, it's the geologists and the scientists, they both are kind of clashing over what it really is. And, and um, other people think it's an uh, it's a ancient monument. And so Yonoguchi, am I saying that right? No, I'm not. Yonaguni. <laughs> <laughs> Yonaguni um, is 110 feet underwater. And there's actually, so most people think that Yonaguni is this, um, a big structure that has, well, not, or uh, I'll, I'll act as if it's a structure, as if it was made by some ancients. And so um, some people believe it's, um, just one structure, one big old structure. However, there's several, there's about five different structures about f along four miles of the, that Japanese, the Yonaguni coast, coast. So it's not just one big thing, but the, the main one is about 170 feet wide, about, gosh. It's I, like 50 by 60 it, meters. Yeah, so, so, um, so without, I mean, I don't know, I kind of think like we should just maybe dive in and see what okay. comes up and then based on what you say, we can talk about all the different theories floating around out there. Yeah. But what it essentially is, is it's underwater and it's a structure and it's off the coast of Japan, about only like a hundred miles east of Taiwan. It's a really small little island and um, yeah. And so the, the thing is, if there's, I want to add this as well. There's structures going all the way, not a lot, but there's some structures going all the way up to Okinawa, which is 500 miles north. Wow. So, like, there is um, a stone, huge stone circle, 12 feet high um, uh, stones that are, that's kind of like, in the, they're in a circle, and one is in the middle, and uh, it's kind of like a Stonehenge. Mm -hmm. So, it's, it's all this interesting stuff that, is it real? Is it man-made? As in real, as in made from. So I guess the question becomes, the who do we, what would be the best way to approach something like this? Mm. My instinct is just to tune into the land itself and the area. Okay. And see if there's anyone attached to that who would want to come through. But um, I think you can read a lot about land from the land itself and you don't need someone from that place. To as explore. in the consciousness of the land? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like we in Bali, and we you can feel the history. Or, <clears throat> um, yeah, the energy there. Yeah, because um, I think I think I've read some interesting things about how, like, if you wanted to time travel, just tuning into certain frequencies of time, like you know, yeah, just how things that went on at a certain time or people that were there, and then you can actually like tune into that. So I'm guessing you're doing a bit of a version of that. Yeah, like tuning into a situation. You might not be tuning into the specific people, but you, it's just a feeling. That okay. It's hard to explain. All right, we will stand by and let you do your thing. Okay, so I'll just tune in and then see what comes up and then maybe you fill up with your questions. Yeah, and it is Yonaguchi. Yonaguchi. Guni. Yonaguni. 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 Never heard of it myself. Yonaguni. Yonaguni monument. Okay. Well, let's have a look. So, just setting the intention that we're tuning into Yonaguni. Hmm. It's interesting, the immediate feeling I get is like quite dense. I don't feel um, 
a real clarity. Like there's something that doesn't feel that crystal clear. Or whether that is the area itself, like the water isn't, like maybe it's not, the visibility's not good, I don't know. Um, or it's more just the actual energy of it feels dense. So I'm just going to sit with that a bit more. I have to say, I don't really like the feeling of it that much. Doesn't necessarily feel like a safe, calming place to me. But having said that, under the conversation we had about the ocean, I have my own fears, personal fears of the ocean. So <laughs> you're like, ew, it's in the can water. Can I tell you something else about that place? Um, it's a, one of the most. It's not one of the most. It's a difficult place to dive because the okay. ocean current is extremely strong. Okay. Um, to the point that divers have uh, mentioned that their their masks have been ripped off from the current. Okay. It's that strong. That gives me um, a horrible feeling. Even people have had, well, just like every ocean I'm diving, there's yeah. um, risks, but this is like a pretty hard dive. Okay. Then perhaps that's what I'm picking up on. And, and there's sharks. Yeah. It's known for hammerhead sharks. Okay. There. And the other thing I just want to mention is that Yonaguchi Yonaguni. <laughs> is also an island. So the island is called Yonaguni. And then this is just off it underwater. Mm -hmm. So there's also the island. the island above land and whatever history there might be there. Okay. So there's a lot to look at. But yeah, the immediate do, feeling is unsafe. Do we want unsafe. to, do we just want to focus on the, the potential monument? Yeah. Okay. Let's just see where it takes us. Okay. So that fills in a lot of the gaps for me and feels like it validates my feeling and I'm not just projecting my fear of the ocean. Um, I know you've already thrown out some statistics, but there's something about it. The structure's going like really deep down. Do they go really deep? They don't know. Uh, they don't, okay. Yes, Under, they're not excavate, excavating around it, but it's okay. 110 feet down. The okay. very top of it is 16 feet below the water surface. I feel that it goes very deep. Okay. To the point where like no no human would mm. reach that. Is your sense that it's natural? It's just a natural rock formation? Honestly, I just don't like it. There's something that doesn't feel right to me and feels a bit ominous. Um, so 13,000 years ago, it was above the surface. Okay. I just get a really horrible feeling in my stomach. like. So tell us more about that. Yeah. Let you um, tune into it. Like previously when we tuned into Gobekli Tepe, right? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That just felt like bright and light and and use the word positive, but it just felt more comfortable. But this in my body is like this deep dark this complete contrast mm. to what we spoke about that week and how that felt. Whatever it was or is, doesn't feel like it has a sacred use, like Stonehenge or Gobekli Tepe. Mm -hmm. um, so I would deduce from that that it wasn't, it's not a formation for spiritual purposes or, um, yeah, connection to source or anything like that. Do you do you get the sense that humans were tied into it at all? Not modern day humans. It's just something very eerie. 
and I can't like place the why. I almost want to, to say like maybe how you'd feel if you saw like an alien spaceship that I'm seeing like these black um, tall structures like they peak really high almost like a almost like they look like they've been made of metal not of stone they feel menacing and how's that related how's that related yeah. to like to this because you're seeing you're getting images of that yeah Is Whether, that... okay if it looks like that exactly or I mean that's the image I'm seeing so it could have looked like that when it was above well that would make sense because um, at that time, 13,000 years ago, it would have been, because science does know that the water did rise 400 to 500 feet about 12,500 years ago. So that would have been pretty high up, 300 feet maybe. It would have been pretty high up, that structure, because it, it comes into a, it's kind of like a mound thing. Okay. So it's got steps, it's got, um, anyway, it's got stuff on it. Interesting. Back in the early 1900s, they had ideas that, uh, and this was well established until it got changed, that there was um, land bridges from, um, you know, the Asia to America. And they even said that, okay, it could be a type of continent. Do you think that was on some type of continent or just portion of Japan that was, is now underwater? Doesn't feel like it's part of Japan. Okay. Because when I feel the energy of Japan, it feels so different. And I can't imagine that that was attached to mm -hmm. that. It feels like its own almost individual dark entity. What about the island? Like, were there people living there and is it connected to that feeling of darkness? Or is that purely just because it's maybe just a big, dark geological formation that doesn't have any spiritual energy much attached to it, you know? I'd say that the island doesn't feel great either, but it doesn't feel as bad as the underwater structure. Maybe the energy of that structure kind of um, emanates out to the area around it. So therefore the whole area feels kind of dark hmm. as well. So it sounds like this particular structure is kind of its own, has its own energy, yeah. and that's not maybe just part of the landscape. It, it might be really old and tied in with some darker energy from the past. Yeah, it doesn't feel, I want to say it doesn't feel like a natural earthly structure because it doesn't feel like it's grown up from the earth. The, the energy of it just feels so foreign that it like doesn't belong here, but it is here. Hmm. Um, could part of it be because um, a catastrophe happened there okay. so the water rised so would that be what you're feeling the fear that happened back then my instinct is no so it's, it's the structure that feels dark like it was made for dark purposes the energy around it feels dark like it's almost there's this cloud like this smoky cloud that's just around it so if i remove that that says remove that then how does the structure feel because is it the structure or is it yeah the energy. area it's in yeah 
Because, when, yeah, when I remove that, then suddenly it feels more like, oh, it's just like stone underground. So what is so that cloud? What, yeah, what was there that maybe wanted to turn it into something negative? Yeah, that's a good question. Just going to be out there and esoteric. <laughs> it feels like something not from Earth. So something that would have like come... Like stones that are not from Earth? No, like um, beings. Beings that created that? No, not that created it, because I feel like this now taken that there. So the smoky energy feels like a being. Oh. So beings. somebody was using it for something at some point, but really it was a natural formation. That's how it feels now. I've taken the, like, split apart the two things. For some reason that space was chosen come down to and, and yeah. And there's some evil ceremonies. <laughs> okay, can you tell us who? Yeah, I'm like wondering, do I want to tune into who they are? Being safe. Okay, my instinct, I, I, like, I'm scared to tune into them because I'm, I don't want to invite something dark into me, into my energy. Um, but I am safe and instantly I could hear, like, kind of, don't worry, we're not here anymore. Um, like, they have no purpose on Earth anymore. So there's residual stuff just there. That, to be honest, if people went there and, and did work on the land, like, they could, that could probably be cleared energetically if someone <laughs> wanted to take on that task. Mm -hmm. What were they doing here? I do feel, as I'm like calling them in, I can feel like my guides putting up a huge barrier, like be careful kind of thing. Really? Like, it's like, imagine somebody in prison and they're super dangerous and you would have to talk to them through a screen right. or through like a cage. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how it feels. Like ah. you, can't, you can't come near me. Ah, okay. But Maybe we shouldn't ask them. No, it feels, if there's like a safe distance. It feels okay. like. We're just curious. Yeah. Okay, what were you doing here then? Research? Like needing a place to land before they went on their next, whatever their next space was to go. Um, so they used that area to land? Yeah. And even then I can feel that it's like a black smoke, the energy of them. So whether they were actually here as beings on earth or they were just like an entity that, Passing. an energy that came down. So they didn't actually necessarily have to be here physically on earth. Like they were physical beings in front of us. Mm -hmm. um, it feels more like an energy, like a swirling smoke. Is there any mention in the history of it that people lived in this space when it was above water? They don't know. They don't know, okay. There's like well, I mean, one, I think the, like there's two camps the ones that are like this is just a natural formation look further down the coast there's a whole bunch of they look just the same like because it's very a lot of right angles straight edges but it's sandstone and there's a lot of earthquakes there so often it can just crack and they'll and then crack the other way and make the blocks basically so it looks like staircases and like tears mm. um but the one Japanese scientist who's looked at a lot of it and, and it believes it's man-made has said that they found, he thinks that they found remnants of stone tools at some point on the ground. And he thinks there's some drawings, but then other people say, well, it's just like scratches. scratches. 
So there's even a face that it's like a big giant face. It's huge. Okay. But it's that. if you look at it, it looks like okay. There's two eyes. There's a mouth and there's a nose, but it's not like if you really look at it, you could probably see that. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I was come up to it, I wouldn't. First thing I wouldn't think was, oh, that's a face. It just look like holes and rocks and. Uh. Um, one thing that they they don't understand is if this was built by water currents, if, if these mm-hmm. straight lines, because there's a lot of right angles, um, there's tunnels, there's um, mm-hmm. there's interesting like something that would look like a pool. It's huge and it's it's uh, it looks like a pool and it has steps like this. Um, they even have pathways around at the base. Um, where is the rubble? So. Some geologist has listened to a geologist. He's like, okay, I've studied this. I don't see any rubble on the ground. Meaning that if what happens with, because the hard stone in this sedimentary rock will um, stay put, but the soft stone will not. So the soft stone will come off, will come off with the currents. Where's the rubble on the ground? It's not there. It's as if it's what, it's what happens when somebody makes a structure is they, um, They'll either carve it out or they'll carve out a start statue and they'll take the rubble someplace else. It won't stay there. It won't mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. But it's not there. If, yeah, like if these big pieces were breaking off, like where mm-hmm, the big... Yes. But then they also say, well, this, the currents are so strong there that maybe it carried them away if there were smaller crumbly things. So that's how that argument's refuted. But yeah, that's a major point too. Like there's yeah, no... and they have... It's, um, it's, it's a hard one because... It's it it's it's very interesting because I wish there was just like some clear carvings on the rocks or yeah. something. But I also think that it's very possible that it is just a geological structure, but humans may have adapted it at some point, you know, carved a few things or made a little pathway or some mm-hmm. steps just to make to access it if they wanted to. I don't think the whole thing doesn't sound like the whole thing was built by humans, but they might have maybe had a little handprint on it or something. And one of the um, ideas, and this is what they thought about in the early 1900s, was this is why they, they, they're they wondering how lemurs got to a certain place yeah, the across bridge. the map. Um, so they called this land bridge um, Lemuria. And it was above. It has to be. I mean, you have things that are 200, 300, the, 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 um, the rocks under... The ocean that are 200, 300 feet down, that 13,000 years ago would have been above. Mm. Um, so that would have been a bridge of some kind, but was there actual settlements on that? That's kind of a good, that's kind of a question I have. Was there settlements on that land bridge? Okay. I just want to like cycle back quickly because I'm realizing that it's gone from looking at the underwater structure. Oh, to yeah. then the I energy kind of, went... of the space and I'm like okay let's let's bring it no but let's bring it back to the structure okay. so I don't feel like there's a connection between um, the energy the dark energy and the structure so I don't feel like we need to talk about them together so I'm just going to send and let go of the dark energy and... so the dark energy was whoever landed there yeah okay. but it's, it's not connected to the creation of this okay. monument which is what Mm, okay. we're choosing to look at so I'm just recognizing we're like gone off <laughs> um, okay so thank you okay back to the structure 
So we're looking more into whether that was built by humans or it's just a formation. Mm. I don't feel, sounds really stupid, but any sparkly specialness to the, yeah, to it. It was just there. Well, it just doesn't feel like right now there's some greater meaning. Again, like go back, go back, Lady Tepe. That was, you could feel what they were doing. Hmm. So this doesn't feel like it was put there for that reason, but that doesn't take away from the theory that that could have been like a bridge or a connection from landmass to landmass. Where did the landmass go from? Did they think from they think Taiwan? It, um, or from somewhere else? They think it, it uh, um, kind of like Russia, China, over to the North Americas, like Alaska. Oh, like down. over the Bering Strait, yeah, you mean? Yeah. That land bridge. That land bridge and even even south, more south of it. Okay. And your question is, were those areas settled? Yeah, and the reason why I have that is because there are other potential monuments throughout that place. Region. I mean, and, and one is that, um, and there's even more, but there's, there's that perhaps maybe we, we can look at the stone circles that are right near, just off the coast of Okinawa. That feels different to what we were just looking at instantly. That feels like it has more of a connection to people, a use. Tell us about that. Cause I think we could probably move off the Thing. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah. So these all, all these structures you mentioned, all of them feel like okay, yes, they existed above water at some point, but they don't all feel connected. The separate pockets of, of energy. Yeah, that would make sense because some of them are hundreds of miles away from each other. Yeah. yeah. They're not they're not the same thing. Okay, so stone circles. Do you mean circles as in like... Like Stonehenge? Underwater? More like Stonehenge. So okay. they have one square in the middle that's 12 feet high and then squares around of stones, big old stones that are placed there around that big central stone. stone. And that yeah. one's near Okinawa? Yeah, just off the coast. So yeah, that feels like it's connected to an earthly being. Beings. Why? Because I can feel the meaning attached to these stones from the people like you could almost see them sitting around in a circle like some kind of worship of yeah there's a, there's a meaning attached to it for someone and then what geographically do you know what's like above and away from that like are there other structures you mentioned there's a lot of structures under the water um i was talking about yonaguni has not just that main structure okay. they have five other or four other structures along the four mile um, kind of coast. And then you'll have some structures, which I haven't really looked at other than that stone. Well, I, I did see about four or five others in my research, but I, for some reason, concentrated on that stone. But they're up, they kind of go up in a line up north and that's hundreds of miles away. From. Yeah. So it feels like each thing would have been for a separate group of people really um some maybe were unsettled some that were settlers are they all from the same time or from very varying times i feel like same similar time not a huge 
um, variation in time. It's interesting because, you know, with this big rise in sea level, they figured that a lot of the settlements from way back then would have all been, you know, near the sea or near like like they are like today. They are today yeah. And so most of all that really ancient stuff is probably underwater. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a lot of remnants. I mean, things like Gobekli Tepe that they did out in the middle of the desert and stuff is different, but a lot of the stuff around the water. And they're finding new cities all the time. Like they found one just earlier this year too that was happened to be a very low tide and this whole city came out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so there's neat stuff like that, but I don't I don't know a ton about it. My father was excavating uh, Caesarea, which is like a port on the Sea of Jordan, or and because um, they only found that not that long ago yeah. too, a lot of that sink mm-hmm. under with. Yeah, so yeah, it feels like a whole lost world, and it's even harder to make sense of something that's underwater because. The water has its own force that can and, change. And the water, energy washes it. Yeah, and the, the, washes the, energy the salt away. and the, like energetically kind of washing mm. away. And... That feels like it makes sense. Something about that resonates, which then draws me back to the original structures we were talking about and I was saying don't feel like they have anything to them. And now that, that could not, that might not be true if the theory of the, the energy being cleared, because there's something about just tuning into the underwater world everything feels so frozen because it's just kind of suspended in time oh my god that's exactly what i was about to say yeah oh that's giving me chills (laughs) yeah it's there but there's no kind of the feeling you get when you just float in the ocean it's like nothing exists Uh, and that's how it feels and it's just it's strange that all this exists under there but there's no almost like there's no map of history it's like the earth flipped or something. I'm not saying that it did, but that, interesting. That, like the stuff that exists above water now was underwater Before. and that was above. Like it just, there's some whole cycle. Yeah, cycle. It's like the upside sense. down. Yeah. <laughs> the upside, what do you mean the upside down? In stranger things. Oh, it's like what? <laughs> Except not so dark. So in, in life, everything has a cycle, and that's yeah. even the same thing with the ice ages and the interglacial yeah. ages. So it's the water is constantly rising, lowering, or rising, lowering, though it takes sometimes hundreds of thousands of years, sometimes mm. not hundreds, sometimes 100,000 years, sometimes 15,000 years, depending on which age it's in. Mm. Well, that's a question I have. Um, the submergence of you know the sort of general parts of civilization that you're tuning into, was it a sudden thing? Or was it just a gradual abandonment? Well, that's what I was just going to say. It doesn't feel tragic. Okay. When you say cycle, it does just kind of feel like that was a meant-to-happen thing. Like the Um, waters just gradually raised and they abandoned the site and went somewhere else and it wasn't a big deal. It feels like there were probably some more tragic events, you know, like we have now, like tsunamis or natural disasters that do destroy things quickly, but it wasn't like everything was gone from one thing. Um, That's interesting because down in Texas, um, there's a monument, not well, a monument, uh, archeological discovery called the Red Wall. These walls are huge. They found it under tons of rock and, and dirt. And um, as they ex- excavated it, it turns out it was an estate, uh, um, a, you know, 
place that people lived, but they believe the wall was there because of the high ocean. Really? Yeah, they actually have water marks and stuff like that on these red walls that are not so close to the Gulf of Mexico, but it's pretty close. So they're wondering if, okay, well then, Gulf of Mexico must have been a little bit higher than it was now. So mm. um, anyway, that's called. Well, the if things can rise, why can't they lower? Yeah. So just. It's really interesting. Tides. Just the whole of this planet, how much exists that we can't see, and how things are always tipping, and yeah. That's another question I have because you've talked to me about this before. This like Earth crust displacement. What about it? Can you what explain what I don't that know what is? What do you mean? Well, that apparently when, like the the planet and the gravitational pull, and oh. all of a sudden the crust and with the weight of the water and the ice, it will all of a sudden like pull. It's like you know on a, when you're roasting a marshmallow, you can hold the outside and twist the inside. You know the outside mm -hmm. solid and the inside's like molten lava almost, and that that happens sometimes on the Earth where everything like shifts or the poles will move. Yeah, every, like, what is that? every 500,000 years, um, we have a pole shift. Poles like this. But they swap. Huh? Yeah. They, um, swap, there's, there's a couple of them. There's a pole shift where it's actual swap, okay. and then it's also a magnetic pole shift. So it's just mag, you know, like right now, I believe, um, I believe magnetic north is now over, it's more over Russia now, more over Siberia, because it's, it's moving. Hmm. Um, but the last shift, um, they're wondering why hasn't the, cause we're due for a pole shift yeah. and, um, we're, we're 300,000 years overdue, they say. <laughs> um, so, but they're also, there's other reasons why they think, okay, there's not, this pole shift hasn't happened because of this and this and this. But, um, um, but what I think you're talking about is, um, the the moon's gravity pull to water. Is that what you're talking about? Because don't really know. <laughs> because as the ice melts, um, we'll have as the ice melts. You know, we're in an ice melting stage right now. We've been in that stage for over twenty thousand years. Bigger tides. Yeah, as the ice continues to melt, um, more water will saturate the Earth, and we know about the moon's pull to water, mm -hmm. the moon's pull to Earth, and that has a lot to deal with the water. How much water compared to as eh, it's hard to explain it's much easier to write um but that can actually pull the earth and the moon a little bit closer or farther apart and all that stuff and so um anyway it just like pulls the crust the hard part moves yeah it, and it what's gonna yeah what what happens uh, it's it's a huge change in the um actual surface of the earth Meaning during an ice age, we have ice on, um, you know, on the top, ice on the bottom, like a lot of the northern hemisphere filled with ice, a lot of the southern hemisphere filled with ice. And that actually kind of creates a different um, looking earth. It's more kind of comes down a little bit, but um, that also has a lot more land on earth at that time and less water. And then as the ice melts, you're going to have more water. And the water to weight ratio with the gravity's pull is going to be completely different. And your, your tides are even different, but you're also, um, I'm not making any sense. It's pretty much is what I'm saying, but I don't know. I'm waiting for the punchline. Yeah. yeah. But, so but, then what's the what happens? Well, pretty much you'll have, this is, it's, it's the cycles. It's the cycles of the earth. So mm. we, we don't just live 
with 70% water, 30% earth, like we do now, we'll have, or land. It's always changing. It's constantly changing. And during ice ages, you have a lot more land, like a lot more. Mm. And um, during the last melting, which is still happening now, but during the last major melting, which they believe was 13,000, 12,500 years ago, um, they know, they don't know how, but they, I mean, they know how, but they don't, they don't know exactly if it's 400, 500 feet, but it, 400, 500 feet of water level rose. And it covered about 20% of the land that was here. That's huge. And majority of like now settlements are on the, on the sea because you can get, you know, um, fit, you know, you can get a lot of resources that way and it's great for travel routes. And so I just wonder if it would be possible to find someone who was alive during the time of the rising waters. Do you think that would, or if it was just way too gradual? It feels like such a, a long period. Yeah, yeah, probably was. I just feel it's important to tie in what you were saying there, Brandon, to like the original topic of, of you know, land under the ocean, that things do change. And there are cycles that you say, and it's not, yeah, it's not as linear or black and white as humans now think it to be. So there doesn't have to be like a huge mystery to everything. And maybe something did flip and now we're just in this age where this exists above water and then however many hundred thousand years it will change again. And maybe this island probably won't exist. And what else will come up? That's cool. Yeah. Be interesting to do it in like fast motion mm. and just have the rising and the settling of all these different mountain chains. And the, I know, that'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be that, oh, wow, something mysterious happened where this structure just happens to be underwater. Like, it's impossible. Anything is possible. And this planet has been here for a long, long time. And it's, we know it's constantly evolving. Like, Before our eyes. The cliffs break away. The... The waters rise and land disappears. Yeah, we've got land disappearing over on, um, oh, kind of Bingham Beach, kind of between Bingham Beach. You know that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just eroding, right? Yeah, it's eroding. So they're actually having to, they're right now building uh, kind of a, what's it called? A retaining like wall. Buttresses or Yeah, buttresses, yeah. And this is happening in front of our eyes over a few yeah. years. Well, this just happened. I mean, it, it's losing. So, um, where we used to walk to get down to Dreamland Beach, you know, you walk down all these steps. Mm -hmm. It's not Dreamland Beach, but it's between Dreamland and Bingen. I don't know what that beach is called. But um, you walk down all these steps, and then you you um, cross over where this, this big rock was. Now you have to, the rock is not really there anymore. You have to literally go this way and kind of tiptoe around over here and go down the side. Mm -hmm. So you used to be able to just walk just fine. You could just sit there and watch the waves, but it's, you know, it's constantly falling apart. Yeah. Well, there you go. Proof of how quickly things can change and therefore how much could have changed. Is there anything inside that structure? You said it's really deep. Hmm. The yoga, Yonaguni structure. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't really want me to go in there. It's like it just is. Oh, uh, I was wondering if it's a treasure. I wonder if it's like Great Pyramid of keys out there. there's like chambers <laughs> it's not being presented to me so I don't want to pry maybe it's not <laughs> relevant <laughs> they don't want you to know what they put in there 
Okay. Uh, do you have any questions about me? Anything else you want to say? It was kind of very. Mm. Yeah, we went off. No, that was kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think you know sometimes you try and stick to a topic and then it just evolves as it's meant to in many ways. And I think the most important takeaway for me here, anyway, is open our minds to what exists under the ocean and that they did all live above water at one time and things that keep shifting and that yeah and there's just so much that we don't know about even just humans living on earth yeah right so they could have been regular civilizations they could be special monuments like one day stonehenge will probably be under water and they'll be wondering oh, what was that yeah you still wonder what was that? Yeah, true. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they wondered that then. Yeah. How, how many cycles has this planet been through? I don't know. Well, if we have Gobekli Tepe that's 12,000 years old, then just think of all the stuff in between. And the next like reference point they have is like, what, pyramids? So there's well, like all thousands of years missing. The um, Sphinx is even older, they think, is older than the pyramid. So yeah. they're even thinking is oh how many how old or is it as old as the last Leo? Last time Leo was right, made? yeah. The That's one of the theories. Because um, like why? Because it they... has water water, ero... it's not water erosion. It's water well. It is. It is like when you have a lot of rainfall and it just yeah. makes grooves into the mm -hmm. sandstone, and they're like they haven't had water like that in that area for thousands of years. Yeah, like, I think it's like almost five thousand years. And then they're always so also cool. saying like why would they do a lion if it was in Capricorn yeah. or something. Because they changed the So one of the old Stellas, um, do you know Stella is? Like a piece of rock with writing on it? Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like the poems that the, um, the scribes for the pharaohs or the kings would write. Um, one of the kings, uh, I think it's, I forget his name, but he said that um, even the Sphinx was a... If I could just it was like it. a mystery to them. They didn't even. It was know a mystery to it, them, right? but they. He even mentioned that they were. They would restore the Sphinx. That yeah, they were right. doing that. So, so I mean, it wasn't a person's face like it is now. That doesn't even equal the size of its body. That the head is improportionate to the body. So if you did a lion's mane and the lion, it would look, you know. Oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. So, um, so they changed the face probably to one of the kings. It's probably one of the kings. Totally guessing. Yeah. <laughs> One of the king's ideas. I want my face on that. Um, and it faces the north. Does it face the north? I forget. It, where it faces makes a, a, a difference also how the constellation is. It's like facing toward a star in that constellation. But that's all like complete speculation. Speculation, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything is possible. But they're already finding like. They are finding cities, vast cities under the sands of in the northern Africa mm -hmm. um, area. And they're also finding that um, it was, before the sands came, before the droughts came, it was a massive jungle. It was just, it was like, really? it was like the Amazon. Yeah, that's actually in scientific magazines. So that's pretty cool. It's I amazing. It. Just I, like the deserts yeah. in the U.S. were all rich water sheds before. That's where they have footprints of dinosaurs and stuff there and mm. trees big trees that were sitting at the bottom of the swamps that are now petrified yeah, yeah. sitting on the sand with nothing else around. yeah in oregon they found big old tree stumps 
um, when part of the beach you wrote. Just really cool. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we wrap it up at that? Sure. I think okay. so. Yeah. So, any thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on that. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us, Brandon. Well, my thoughts always go back to what I was told with the near-death experience group, because that's pretty much my thing. Um, and there was an area, and especially one near-death experience a friend that I had, you know, she told me a lot. Um, she also told me not to tell people because what? I screw it up. Oh. <laughs> uh, she's afraid that other people will screw up the truth, the mm -hmm. thing. So I'll just be very um, bland about it, or vague, I should say. Um, that there was a Atlantis and a Lemuria, and Lemuria was populated, and so was Atlantis. And um, one was on, like, portion of Lemuria is actually Hawaii. Um, and Atlantis was, like, literally in the middle of Atlantic, the Atlantic Ocean. And um, so that's... I don't know if Lemuria went all the way up to Yonaguni, but I, was, I, well, I wondered that. I was wondering if maybe you'd pick that up, because I have no idea. I feel um, like that's a whole topic for another day. Yeah. What was it for you, like, just working with this, like, we're doing different things all the time, like, particular people, like, mm. last week, and now just, like, a rock? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, so we got King Charles last week, or Charles this last <laughs> week, and a rock this week. Yeah. I like tuning into the energy of land because even when I walk in a room, I'm like, oh, this feels good or this doesn't feel good. And um, and how the land can be affected by who's been on it. So it's not necessarily the land that's negative or dark. It's what has happened there. Mm. So you have to like peel all the layers off and pick the things apart um, to find what's underneath. On oh, 2.40. Okay, yeah, we should probably stop now. <laughs>